And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me today is our one of our very favorite people, and that's Jackie Slevin. And she'll be on with me to do the Celebrity of the Week coming up. And so we've been kind of, I've been kind of watching the news today. We've got a big, huge event that's going on in Puel up a big, what is it, a big, huge fire in a, in a, a cold storage place? It's, yeah, it's a cooling station or cold storage. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, right, cold storage. And they've got, it's blown up, basically, and it's possibly emitting ammonia everywhere. So they've they've closed down the whole space about a mile around the radius, around the whole thing. So it was on my way up here, so I had to change my uh, my route up here to watch, to avoid that. So it's been interesting. So, um, boy, that's more Uranus for you. Anyway, so... Um, Anyway, today, Ju- um, Jackie and I are going to be com- really talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking a lot about the Jupiter stationary retrograde yesterday, which seems to be manifesting in every corner of the world. And then also we're going to be doing the uh, Astro Celebrity of the Week, who is R. Kelly, who is turning out to have his, um, his um, trial happening going on right now. And we wanted to look at him astrologically, and he's quite an interesting subject. So we're going to be doing that as well. And she will be coming on to join us for that feature. So anyway, we're looking forward to today. We're having a really good time. So anyway, we're going to take a really quick break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be doing the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk That's one of his very, I've heard that hit before, and I hadn't until today. So it was wonderful of Nathan to look that music up to insert that right here. And it is time for this Astro Celebrity of the Week, and we are doing R. Kelly. And hiya there, Jackie. (laughs) Hi there, Arlene. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And that's some chart that R. Kelly has. And this as you isn't it, though. Yeah, it? and you mentioned earlier that it was the Jupiter station, it was the Uranus station yeah. that happened on August 19th that blew this gentleman out of the water. Kind of did, well, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it did. So, yeah, because he's got some very interesting, I call Uranian parts of her char- his chart. So anything that would be Uranus-related, especially a stationary planet, 
that's really going to affect him quite a bit. So oh yeah, and it's went right off on his north node. Yeah. Uh, so his his destiny, and you know, in a generalized uh, sense, his place in the world is will be revolutionized. Yes, it will be whether he wants it or not. That's right, because, you know, his north nose at 12 Taurus, which is uh, Uranus is right about on that place right now, isn't it? Right now, today. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's big. And um, I was looking at what else he's got in his chart. Um, you know, you have to dig a little bit to get to the sexual issues. but You do. It, it's there, but it's not right at the surface. But um, it seems as though, of course, now let me give you his birthday. Sorry, I have to do that. Okay, January 8th, 1967, 1247 p.m. Central Standard Time in Chicago, Illinois. Okay, so in case you guys want to run his chart off. So, I mean, if you look at this chart, and if this chart is right, I've seen a lot of people say that he, we, they don't know the time of a birth, and then you found a birth time on him, so who the heck knows? But right. if this is right, you know, a ninth house, sun plus a moon in Sagittarius, that makes him, and Jupiter angular in the fourth. It makes him pretty Sagittarian, you know. And, yeah, well, his ruling planet, if, if we're using this time of birth as being accurate, is Venus because he's got Taurus rising. Right, right. And Venus is up there in the midheaven, in the angle, and it's opposing Jupiter down there, yeah. also on an angle. So that's someone who was going to gravitate toward the good life and want too much of too much all yes. the time yes. and will never get enough. Yeah. And with his son in Capricorn, he wants the finest and he wants to control it. That's right. You know, there is some measure of putting Venus up there that says he would have been well liked, <laughs> maybe at first. Okay, but the idea here is the the temptation to self-indulge is a little bit too much for him. Oh, and charming and charismatic. And yet the indulgence takes over, particularly with uh, his Neptune right on his descendant. So yep. he sees relationships the way he wants to see them. He's going to call the shots there. And he has a fantasy going on about them. Gee, you think? You think? <laughs> you think? You think? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he basically, you know, he has all these young little ladies and they're all a part of his little, um, I think it's a sex group or something. I don't know what the sure. heck it is. But, I mean, you can certainly see that with a Scorpio on the seventh house. So what's he going to attract? He's going to attract people that, you know, that basically have problems with boundaries. You know, I'm, or I'm not able to put them up and say, no, I'm sorry, I don't want to be involved with you that way. But he's very charismatic. He can step around that. Say, oh, yes. honey, I'll never do that to you, baby. Oh, oh, right. honey, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That's... And the ruler of his seventh is in fall. Yeah. In the sixth, which is the twelfth of the seventh. Yeah. So a partner if you if you look at this from traditional point of view in astrology, it's a partner uh -huh. who will do him in. Oh, in this case, it's going to be partners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more than one. Yeah, because right now transiting Uranus is on his Chiron, and as in as much as we, as astrologers, codify Chiron as the wounded healer, Chiron was half centaur. Yeah. He was half animal. Yeah. He was. Chiron rules wild men. He's okay? an animal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Nept tra his transiting Neptune's on it right now. And that's minimizing this ability in him. It's, yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. What degree uh-huh. is this Chiron? I don't have it written on my chart. A 22 Pisces oh. in the 11th. Well, yeah. if you ever met me, that'd be interesting. I have my son at 21 Pisces. Huh? Yeah, and my ascendant's there. So yes. that's why mm-hmm. we're talking here in the first that's place. That's probably right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, right now, he's progressed. He has the moon in the eighth house. Yes. And traditionally speaking, in a man's chart, the moon rules women. Okay. Yeah. And All his right, mother, so, too. You and know. his mother. So women can put him in a crisis. So yeah. Women can put him in a crisis. And right now, his progressed moon, I believe, uh, yeah, his progressed moon is now in Sagittarius in his eighth house. Yeah. Which oh, is so he's having his progressed, his progressed lunar return. Lunar return. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that's crisis. Now, com- com- combine that progressed moon in Sagittarius in the eighth with the transiting Uranus right on his north node in the twelfth. Yeah. That's fines and heavy heavy fines yeah. heavy financial penalties and with the 12th it's jail time yeah i, I don't see a lot of um positive stuff here no uh, quite frankly i don't either you know and i i keep wondering i didn't do much research on him but i you know one of the first thing that i noticed in his chart was his eighth house moon mm-hmm. you know i thought okay so the issues of sex, all right, are going to be interesting. And so is so what happened around his mother when he grew up with her? You know, I want to know that because yeah, because she might not have been much of a mom. That's true. It may have taken another direction, which I hope right. not. But mm-hmm. if it did, um, it would sort of account for him, uh, you know, choosing younger women. You know, him being almost a mother figure to them, it would flip around so that it would be a reverse sort of uh, relationship, but it's, um, it's, it's always interesting to see because, you know, the ninth, eighth house can be almost unbelievably enslaving people that are involved Mm -hmm. with this planetary aspect up there, you know, the moon up there. And so that can show a lot of control, a lot of manipulation too. So yes. And the, his natal moon is 23 Sagittarius. And on June 10th, we had a solar eclipse at 19 Gemini opposing it. Oh my God. So I think that's where everything started to close in on him in June. I think you're right. Yeah. It's just been relatively recent. It had fallen out of the news for a while. Now he's back in it again. So, right. Because uh, yeah, I was wondering what happened to him. And Yeah. Um, well, I mean, also look at that Neptune over there on the Descendant. And he married Alia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, her name yeah, correctly. That's right. When she was 15 years old. I know. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, sort of likes the puberty people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he likes young girls that young he girls. can manipulate to suit his ends. And what's uh, almost scary about it is that he may not even realize that what he's doing is not appropriate. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, the Neptune right there, I mean, it would just be like whatever he attracts to him. And he could do it very um, hypnotically, obviously, yes. with the Neptune there. You and know? with that angular Venus makes it very hypnotic. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, it's a complex chart, but, and yet, um, it's it's actually a chart that is so obvious when you look at it for the first time. You know, I looked at it and went, okay, there it is. I see it. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, you again, you do have to dig a little bit underneath to get the sexual aspect. But once you get there, you're seeing all this stuff, you know, that's already yep. there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you know, I'm thinking about, you know, Neptune is going to be going over Saturn here soon enough. That will be interesting. And then what else has he got transit-wise? Um, 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 um. And Neptune is obviously squaring his moon by transit. Within within one degree. Yes, within one degree. And the moon rules the third. Yep. So that's the uh, information, Will. The third mm-hmm. house is information. So that's, and the Sagittarius is the truth and arrows of truth. And all, the, the, the truth's going to come out. He won't be able to hide it from what. No. He, he was quite good at hiding this sort of thing for years. But with yeah. that Uranus going through his 12th on his note, it's all going to come out. Exactly. Did you see that interview that was on um, on CBS with what's her name? The the friend of uh, Oprah who was interviewing him and he flipped out during the interview. He no, got up and he started no. yelling at her and saying, damn, you, you know, going on and on on. Yeah, he really lost his cool, really lost it. And um. That's, I, I don't remember when that was. That was a few months back, but it was it really showed a lot of his character. So mm-hmm. yeah, really, really. She just she just oops, she slipped off the screen. Oops, there she is. Oh I am. she yeah. lost we lost you for one second, yeah. but she's back. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh thank God. No, there's a lot of trouble here. And yeah. again, I don't see much light at the end of the tunnel form. Also in on June twenty fifth, Neptune stationed at twenty three Sag. Mm-hmm. On his Saturn Ooh. on his Chiron and squaring his moon. Wow. So the stuff hit the fan for him in June, early June, and it only it's only intensified since. Yeah. 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 All these I, I didn't bother to check to see if he had any stationary planets. I was gonna check on um Astro Data Bank where his his chart is, but I don't know if I I did, but and and he does not. I didn't think I so. always look for that. No, yeah, he too. was not born during a station, no. No. It, it looks like no. he wouldn't have anyway. So this is an interesting guy and I mean he really started out very well loved by a lot of people, but now he's kind of, you know, slipping down the slipping down the slopes a little bit. Yeah. So yes, and his progressed Saturn is now at zero Aries. So he's it's he's gonna go down, I think. Oh, wow, that's heavy duty. Yeah, and his progressed midheaven is now at twenty four Pisces. Yeah. On uh, yeah. And oh my god. Yeah. So I mean, come on, find me something nice here. I mean, he, I, I really can't. Think... I can't. I'm sorry. I can't uh, yeah. find anything nice. No, <laughs> it's fines and it's and it's right on his Saturn. Yeah. This um. Progress midheaven on his Saturn. Saturn rules his natal midheaven. Right, right. Uh, his career may be over, right? This is an end of a career. And Saturn, yeah. uh, it's also kind of on the border of his 12th. He may end up, uh, he may end up in jail. Yep. And it is a self-undoing for certain. Uh, very much so. Yeah, it really is when it comes down to it. And I mean, it's horrible to see that any person who has been in the limelight and who has talent which he does with that song, simply that's a cool song. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, anybody that does that who gets a little bit too big for their britches and, and uses those big britches to do other things with them, excuse me for saying that, but I did. And so uh, if you do that, you're going to pay for it somewhere along the line. You mm-hmm. are. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. We got to take a break really quick. And when we get back here, we're going to be talking to Ms. Slevin a little bit more about the stationary Uranus, which happened, I believe, a uh, day before yesterday. So, okay, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW, Alternative Talk Radio.
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 22nd, it's an extra Sunday edition of Animal World, and we'll spend it with Walter Stoffel, author of Lance, A Spirit Unbroken, his most incredible story about a life devoted to a border collie. you got to be here for this one. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with us today, we have on Jackie Slevin all the way from New Jersey. I can see her in her lovely, um, I think it's her study with, uh, with the beautiful trees outside the windows. It's lovely. And all those books in the background, it figures. Oh, that's only part of them. <laughs> 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 There's three of those bookcases behind me. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the stationary net or Uranus we just had. You know, it's I have to tell you, I went through some physical stuff about it. You know, because I sit, tend to get um I get these rashes on me, little pimples, and they show up and then they go away. And they show up and then they go away. And they pop up all at all over weird places all over my body. It feels like my body is electric. And it's usually right before something like uh, Uranus, obviously, which rules electricity. You know, my body electric is sort of trying to, you know. And it's completely gone now, by the way, too. So I just find it really interesting that it coincided with this. So Very yeah. much so. Well, I had a incident with the Saturn station. Yeah. I broke my knee. Yeah. 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 But, you told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but getting back to Uranus. Yeah. What we had this week is the topper of all the toppers is pulling out of Afghanistan. And yeah. earlier, I think it was last weekend of the massive earthquake in Haiti. Yeah. And that was the so second have, one, right? Yes. So yeah. we have millions of displaced people now. I mean, yeah. homeless, wandering. It's just. It's a nightmare, and we can see it in the headlines, although we're seeing more of Afghanistan in the headlines than yeah. Haiti. And also we had the person in the Capitol who was threatening to uh, blow up the um, the person in D.C. who was threatening to blow up the Capitol building. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on the day of the station, by yeah. the way. On yeah. the day of, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I thought, well, this fits. You know, it's... I kind of like put on my Uranus glasses just a few days before it stations. To, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm watching out for things that are Uranoid that show up in the news. And it seems like it was every other item, you know. And, yes. And yes. Yeah, and including explosions this, and yeah. Inc- mm-hmm. Including this, this thing here in Puyallup, Washington, which isn't that far from here. It's actually on my way up here. I drive right by where this place is, you know, and so I had to change my route this morning. But um, I just thought it was really interesting that um, that's that's kind of blew up in this three alarm fire. So what do you do? Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I wrote down a couple of things here, you know. Okay. Um, what is interesting is that. We're kind of looking at a bit of a retrograde. Well, obviously, with retrograde, things are going backwards. So it feels like the country is backing up in some respects, especially when it comes to the COVID virus. You know what I mean? I would agree. Yeah. And yeah. it's, well, I think it's going to go the way of the flu in that 
the flu is here to stay. Oh, I think you're right. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he put something over the, your screen. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Can you see me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I know. It, it, it keeps, it keeps opening up. Anyway, so um, it, it just, it's really interesting to uh, watch all these things happen. I mean, you've got this um, energy that is very powerful and very, uh, very unusual and it's moving along and it's starting to slow down, slow down, and it's going back the other direction. And um, just as that happens, everything just seems to blow up right in the middle of everything. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And well, go ahead. We think we have a plan, but we don't. And yeah. <laughs> with this virus, it's, you know, the variant allegedly attacks kids more than adults or it impacts children worse. And right. The controversy with vaccines will continue. Yeah. And it does. And the I do think the passports, the vaccine passports, and not that I agree one way or the other, but I see how it could be seen that if you have to show this passport before you go anywhere, then you're no longer living in a free country. That's true. Which is extremely Uranian yes, in concept. It certainly is, isn't it? Yeah. The, yes. The questioning of our freedoms. Right, lack our liberties. Freedom. Yes, that's right. right. Our civil liberties are coming into question. Right, Uranus is blowing them out of the water. Yeah, and we were founded on such principles. Right, and you know the thing that is kind of interesting is to look at the progression of the virus, how it kind of tapped off. It kind of went down when the vi- the vaccine started, and then that was just as the Delta variant was coming in the back door. And so it's literally, it came sliding through the back door and it's gone everywhere. And everybody's, uh, everybody's cases is multiplying and we're all having to go backwards with the mask mandate. We're starting a mask mandate on Monday here. So everybody's going to ah. have to wear another ma- wear masks in the store. Oh, no, we don't have that here in Jersey. We have it. Um, it's, in, it's in all medical facilities. We do have mask mandates in some places, which yeah. kind of makes sense. I mean, sure. I don't see, you know, getting jumping up and down about having to wear a mask in a hospital. But right. you could go into stores and other places without it. Yeah. 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 Well, so could we for the last couple of months. Everything had been relaxed. So we mm-hmm. didn't have to do it because the count went way down. But now that this variant is here, it's going up again. And so it's kind of looking like we're retreading over the same stuff. So, you know, um, I don't know how much further he's going to go with this, but it has been implemented on on Monday that we start this thing again. So we have Mm -hmm. to go into the stores and everything like that with our, you know, mask on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm going to sneeze. (laughs) Hang on a minute. Hang on. Oh, I'm fine. (laughs) And now it'll come out of nowhere just suddenly really, boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, well we're talking about uranus so it's unexpected stuff so that makes sense so <laughs> it's crazy anyway so um yeah and you know the capital the capital building and all that stuff with that yeah absolutely and of course the earthquake in afghanistan and and all the masks and this oh it's crazy so there's quite a lo- long list of uranus incidences going on and more will come I mean, the, the, the station is on the way out, but I don't know that we're completely done with no upset on a global scale. No, we're not. You know, I mean, I look at the total time that that, that station happens. It's over 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, so it's, it's not even done yet. It's about halfway through it. So, right. Yeah. Right. So we can expect more good stuff happening for sure. But, you know, um, and, and I'm kind of looking at this also from a perspective, a personal perspective, since I also have Uranus stationing in my chart. So I live with this every day, you know, and um, I just find it really fascinating to look at the way the news is playing out. And as a direct, ref- direct reflection of where I am with the news or whatever it is. But, you know, it's just interesting, I think. Really interesting. So, anyway, okay. So, um, all right. What else are we talking about today, Ms. Jackie? Well, we can talk about more stuff on the, on the uh, world scene okay. with Afghanistan yeah. and China. Because Afghanistan's right next to China. Yeah. And... If America pulled out of this void, China can just step right in. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and so can Russia again. Again, right? Yeah, yeah because Russia took over Afghanistan yeah. I, in the seventies, I believe that was. Right. Yeah. And I think we're going to have more issues on that side of the world than we'll know what to do with. I know. Yeah, and the thing, the interesting thing that happened, I think, is the speeding up of everything that's going on with Uranus is that the news announced a few days ago that they had, the Taliban had in, infiltrated almost every part of the country. That's a yes. big country, too. And, and, but the only place they hadn't infiltrated was Kabul. And they said, well, looks like, you know, at the rate they're going, they'll probably be here in about eight days. And I went, are you serious? I said, they're going to be there tomorrow. And they were. The next day, and that just came up so unexpectedly, another uh-huh. little Uranian factor that they slipped in so quick, they were so determined to get there that they literally took it over the next day. And allegedly the Taliban are going to have a seat at the UN. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they're welcoming everybody, including the women, which you know that's going to turn around at some point when our back is turned and we're not paying attention to them anymore. Then they'll probably do run all their stuff. That they yeah, and if do. they reinstitute Sharia law, yeah, I there has to be some type of humanitarian action to get those women out. Though I don't know. Yeah, well, and, how who will do it or how successful it will be? Yeah, and everybody seems to be blaming Biden about this because he didn't see what was going to happen, and also he said, "Well, we don't, you know, we want to get out of there. We just want to you know, wash our hands of the whole thing." Because we've been there 20 years. Why we've been there for 20 years, I don't know. But, you know, he was kind of doing that. And everybody was upset with him. And I don't know why. But you know, he was just doing what he said he was going to do. So, anyway. What's tragic about it is that after 20 years, they're not able to take control. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's tragic. Yeah. Because you're dealing with, tri- with tribal cultures yeah that just brush up against each other all the time without a central form of government that's very true yeah yeah because it's like it's like star wars uh competing with ben-hur you know the america is so futuristic and here we have this (laughs) you're going to the ancient world you know you're you're dealing with people who live in antiquity and yeah 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 so yeah, that just turns everything up on its head, you know. And um, it's kind of watching the way the news is handling it. They're not handling it well, you know. No. It, it seems like they're always um, 
crying out all the enormous uh, drama and the big emergencies that don't exist, you know, and I kind of turn it off at that point. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear the way it really is, you know, and it is, is not looking good, but I think Biden is doing his best getting all those people out of there, and I think he got 8,000 people out in one day, and before that was 12,000. So things are moving. They're moving slowly, but they are moving. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank goodness for that. So Yeah, but it's the tell. It's, it's, it's people getting on the plane at the airport is one thing, but allegedly the Taliban have taken over all the roads. Yes. They control all the roads to the airport. Yeah, that's true. So it's getting to the airport is the challenge. Well, you know that the United States is dropping in with their helicopters and picking them up right on the road. Yeah. They're doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes you have to improvise. <laughs> you yeah. know, you really do. So, anyway, we got to take another really quick break. And when we get back, I'm going to talk to Jackie more about astrology and good stuff like that. So, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Emerald Spiral Expo. Unfortunately, I had to do this, but uh, they have canceled the event on the 25th of September because of COVID. COVID is coming back in and, and taking over our lives again, unfortunately. And I shouldn't say it that much, but, you know, the mask mandates start on Monday in the States. So she thought it looked like it was probably an inevitable thing, so she canceled it. But the next show will be on March 26th. 2022 so we'll be getting around to that when we get there so we're going to be taking another break right here and this is the jupiter rising show on kknw alternative talk radio on friday manson mitchell welcomed back tanya and joey medea a friendly and engaging couple whose metaphysical interests include ghosts pirates and much much more on saturday mary tory makes her manson mitchell debut to answer the question if a miracle is really a miracle or is it an inevitable outcome of applied principles bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007 We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. With me today is Jackie Slevin, and we are talking a lot about uh, the Uranus stationary. Um, I think... Stationary planets to me are immensely fascinating just because I'm writing a book about it. But, you know, that's true, too. But, um, you know, the Uranus stationary was just I've heard the newscasters talk about this, Jackie, at the end of the week. She says, well, we've had an interesting week, they would say on the show. This has been a show where he says this week has been so heavily laden with really heavy news. And it was really draining all of them. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I just thought that was um, interesting. He says, well, this was a very unusual week. I said, welcome to the club. You know? Yes. Yes. So anyway, it was just kind of interesting to to see what they were talking about. Because, um, you know, astrology is something that, well, I don't know if we can control it, but we can observe it for certain, you know, and... Um, and when is our next big stationary planet? When does that come up? Our next big station. Yes, we're all looking for those right now. Yeah, no, I can tell you in a second. I think we have to wait till October. Okay. 
And now we have a big station September 27th when Mercury stations retrograde at 25 Libra. Okay. Okay. And okay. then after that, we have Pluto stationing at October 6th. That's at 24 Capricorn. That's the last time it stations before it then moves on into Aquarius, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. And then we're loaded with stations in October. We have four. Whoa. That will yeah, be... we yes, in October we have now Mercury and Jupiter are going to station on the same day. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Mercury <laughs> stations at 10 Libra on the 18th. And Jupiter stations at 22 Aquarius on the same day. Okay. October 18th. Wow. I'm going to have Saturn to have you stations, on. Yeah, and Saturn stations at 6 Aquarius, 52 minutes yeah. on the 11th okay. of October. Wow. Yeah, so we've got what? Yeah, we've got four stations in October. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. have you on that month so we can talk oh, about Oh, thank that. you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> We're going to need you for sure to navigate yeah. all that stuff. Because if you think this week is crazy, wait till October. Yeah, when you get them all compacted within a few weeks, it's crazy. It's so, to yeah. I mean, that's those are world events, one right after the other. Yep, it is. That's very true. I mm -hmm. remember uh, when I went into the doctor or into the pharmacist the other day to pick up my pharmacy stuff, and the guy that behind the um, desk, he knows me and he knows that I'm an astrologer and he's really into that. And he said, "What the heck is going on today?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, what, are you having some problems feeling a little scattered and a few other yeah. things? And he said, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Just, I couldn't believe it. And I says, well, mm -hmm. welcome to the club. It's just, you know, it's a little stationary Uranus thing that's happening. You know, she, he said everything was just coming apart in his life right now. So, yeah, that's yeah. not, I mean, I, I feel for him, but I mean, that's almost to be expected with that yeah. transit. Now, in at the end of uh, September, with the Mercury station at 25 Libra. Right. That, uh, let me see, 25 Libra, just that, I was gonna say that can be a problem for um, R. Kelly. Yes, it, it could be. be. Yes, yeah, it could it's, be. Go it's gonna square his midheaven. Right. Okay. His credibility will come into question. Some of yeah, these lies something are gonna he come says, out of ooh, yep. Something he says may not mm -hmm. go well with people. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, because I, I don't know that he thinks that he did anything wrong. Because with that T-square, that natal T-square to the moon in Sagittarius in the eighth, yeah. Sagittarius has that strong righteousness. So right. the, uh, the flip side of Sagittarians is they, yeah. they, they're they not wrong, you see. Yeah. You know, I just noticed this, and I was staring at his He's got a moon Pluto square. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, a moon Pluto and moon Uranus square. And a yeah. moon Saturn square. Yes, yeah. he's got that moon at the apex of the T square. Oh, it's yeah. a mess. It's it is a mess. I had this um thing that I ran off the internet. It says by the way, he's got this really nasty T square in his chart. Yep. You know. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's so tight. That's really going to affect him. And I really have I have to one, and I'm not going to go back to him, but I just have to wonder about the sexual aspect of him and his mother. I have to wonder about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would too. You know, it's not something you directly want to ask somebody, but oh hell, I would. <laughs> but and 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 was his mother even present in his life? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's that's that could be a question. It could be really a question. So anyway, mm -hmm. okay. So 
anywho, so we were talking about, um, you know, all the stationary stuff that's coming up next week, next month. So that'll be extremely interesting. Oh, in October, pardon me. That, that's October, yeah. But we're getting a station in September, too. Yeah, we're getting um, Nept- or, uh, Jupiter, um, Mercury, that little one over there. Mercury, yeah, Mercury on the 27th. Yeah. And another one in October for that, that series. And some people say it's an asteroid. Some people say it's a planet. Yeah. Uh, series stations on October 9th oh. at 12 Gemini. Okay. Yeah. 12 Gemini. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Series... I find series to be really interesting because mm-hmm. um, especially when um, you look at it, how it fits in your natal chart, how does it express itself? Because it's really nurturing, unbelievably nurturing. And it's conjoined my mercury in my chart. So, well, and then, and then I also have Eris on the other side of that. It means a triple, you know, the three. And they're like within a degree or two of each other. So, it's sort of on the one hand, it's nurturing and caretaking, and the other one, it's like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I remember I talked to a friend once who said, You know, I love talking to you because you're so nurturing. And I went, Thank you. But, uh-huh. you know, and and so um, you add the, the, the series aspect to Mercury, and that does help that. But um, yeah, um, it's. It's fascinating when you bring in all the little other bodies, too, to look at with yes. your chart. Yes. Like the planets are like the tailor yeah. that sews the garment. Right. But the asteroids and the minor bodies are the the artisans who do all the yes. flurry yes. embroidery on yes. the garment. Right. That adds such character. But yes, right. You have to have the tailor at first to just make the sleeves. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are the planets, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are the main ones. And then mm-hmm. everything else that embellishes that, basically, you know, are going to be the asteroids and other, other entities. Right. But yeah. So that's, right. that's kind of interesting. I like that. So anyway, see, what else have we got here on your, ch- on your chart to do? And we got lots of stuff we can talk about. But... Yeah. Yeah. Well. We've got that Pluto station at 24 Capricorn. Yeah. Will conjoin R. Kelly's Midheaven, although that's a little wide, but I still think it's close enough to pack a wallop for him. Yeah, I think it will too. And because it's on the angle. Yep, it will be. And his and it's also going to impact his Jupiter in Cancer. Yeah. His progressed Jupiter is in Cancer. Okay. And that'll be fines imposed. Right, exactly. And, you know, yeah. the thing of it is, it's that, that Pluto is going to trine, okay, it's going to, yeah, trine the midheaven, right? Okay, yeah. But it's also going to, isn't it oppose Saturn when it comes up to that stationary? It's at, at uh, no. No, it no, won't. Wait. No, Pluto's going to be at 24 okay. to 26, and it's. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's still approaching the angle. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it is seems like it's sextiles. I think Saturn. I think yes, it will. Okay, yeah. So it's not going to just affect one part of his chart. It's got several areas. It's going to no, get. no, it won't. And widely squaring is Mars. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not good. No. Yeah. No. Uh huh. No. It. I don't. 
So, and he, he, with that Pluto station and the sextiling the um, the Saturn like that, there'll be there could be time. He could do jail time, but he may get a lesser sentence than what is imposed. Yeah, yeah, and he also could, if he got went to jail, he could have a pretty nasty experience there. Very much. Well, yeah, but his natal part of fortune's there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but the Uranus station is gonna on his node. His node's in the twelfth house. He yeah, it'll be nasty, but he'll get help behind yeah, the scenes. Well, he will. Yeah, I hope he will too. Yeah, because um. Man, you know, I I look at people's charts who have, you know, say somebody has a latter degree Capricorn sun, and I go, oh, I wonder how their life is right now. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, and I ask them, and they say, yeah, things are really falling apart over here. I says, well, you're doing it right about the long as what how we expect you to do it. So right, yeah. So um, it's amazing what shows with transits and and transits. Really, I mean, uh, if you look at what a transit is, it is a aspect that's making from a transiting planet to your natal chart. And it's that's right. Yes, and it's making a particular angle to it or it's sitting on its conjoining. It depends on what the aspect is to look at the, the degree of, of um, I'd say, possible evolution that takes place because... You know, transits really do mark your evolutionary purpose. I think they do. You know, when things are likely to be instigated, when things happen in your life, something comes along and bam, it, it wakes you up, which is one good way to evolve, but also to, to get, you know, to allow yourself to rid yourself of things. If it's Pluto, it'll be a complete elimination and then, you know, if it's Uranus, it'll be letting go of something. If it's Neptune, it'll be somehow, um, it'll be um, universalizing yourself so that you accept things better. You know, so it, each, each transit has its particular impact, but some impacts are stronger than others. Yes. Yes. The outer planets, Mars outward. Yeah. Aspects and stations are often more powerful than Mercury and Venus ones. And they can throw your life into disarray faster yep. with greater consequences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I have Mars and Scorpio in the fourth, scoring Pluto in the first. So, you know, whenever something transits over my fourth house cusp or uh, my first house, I sort of feel it, you know, and... Um, you know, and when Mars and Pluto get get going, it re they really get going. So it's like a, a gigantic bomb that goes off. Yeah, we don't care for it that much, but you know, things happen that way. But well, the the first, one of the basic tenets of astrology is forewarned is for and is forearmed. Yes. Yeah. If you know your horoscope and you know the strengths and the weaknesses of it. Yeah. And you have a grasp on the transits coming. You know how to prepare. Yeah, you do. Exactly right. So, okay, we're going to take another break really quick here. And when we get back, we're going to be talking some more with Ms. Jackie Slevin. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. 
Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Now, we have this other thing with the tax, the long-term tax, the health care tax. She's not doing that right now, but she's got something new here. So she's had has a brand-new prescription program that you can sign up with. It's called GLICK, G-L-I-C-R-X. That's the name of it. This provides deep discounts on prescriptions, even more than GoodRx, too. So you can contact Susan at her email address, and she will text you a form on how to sign up. And you can probably save almost 85% on your existing costs with your existing pr- prescriptions. So if you want to contact her, you can talk, tech, contact her at Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange, 253 318 9379 for appointment, or you can contact her via email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. It is so nice to be able to see my friend, Jackie, after all these months, yes. all these years of you being on the show. I could never see you. Now we can since we've got her on Zoom. So it's awesome. So anyway, let's see what else we're going to talk about. Um, you know, your book, a book about the career, how to determine your career, um, yes. the Slevin Method. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And um, I'm just starting that book. I bought it a, a few months ago, and I've been reading some other books. Now I'm starting that one. I kind of go through it sequentially. But um, it's really interesting because when you were looking at my chart, first, I thought it was Jupiter because Jupiter is reading bank right up next to my midheaven. She says, no, it's Neptune. I went, oh, well, okay. But then I thought, well, Neptune fits because I've basically done Neptune careers my whole life. Yes. Yes. And you also wrote a book on the Titanic. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's the ocean. Yeah, that's the ocean. That's that's boats. That's water. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, it was just very interesting. And um, and now now that I'm writing about stationary planets, not even in the same vein, but I do realize that the stuff that I have to get in that book are basically, it's my responsibility to write it. There's a lot of stuff that isn't known about them. So I am kind of investigating and researching each one of the things that I'm looking at. Like, for instance, I just researched uh, Amy Winehouse, who had a stationary Venus and Neptune in her chart. And, um, I mean, those are really, truly that pretty much says it all, those two, you know, because yes. that's, that's a real signature of artistic, artisan abilities. But she had so many issues and problems with alcohol and a whole lot of not wanting to look at reality. And basically her, her mother, Janice, said when he, she was given birth to, it was like she was given birth by immaculate conception. It was like she wasn't born to either one of her parents. Is that Neptune or what? That is. That's very interesting you say that because J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, was born on a Mercury and Neptune station. Right, right. Yeah. So what an imagination she had. Yeah. Literary artist. Yeah, that's right. Par excellence. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and we know that Amy's basic... her basic talent started at very young when she was in her 
you know, five or six years old. She was writing songs, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course she went on to be an incredible musician. But the downside of Neptune, which is the shadow side, was all the ugly stuff that happened in her life around, you know, her alcoholism and her drug addiction. Yes. You know, and that's unfortunate. It's interesting because I've kind of wondered about that when I looked at her her biography, because I read her mother's biography about her. And it was really well written, but her mother was a Capricorn. No, she was an Aquarius. So she had Aquarius at the top of her chart and Leo on the bottom, which is where her dad sat, you know, and her dad was a Sagittarius. But he was so Leonian. He was always using her to get his career going, you know. So there was that kind of going on. So it really had a lot to do with Leo. So they really did their archetypes well in her life. But the fact that she said that business about, well, it seems like that that Mitch, the husband, really wanted her as a child, and he ended up giving birth to the baby. I never, I wasn't even around, you know. And I just thought that's a really interesting way of looking at it. But it really fit the scenario that uh, her chart said, you know. Well, you see, in um, astrology, it's often prominent in horoscopes of babies. Yeah. And children that they have powerful uh, ties yes. to the to a parent's horoscope. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that parent will have a profound effect on that child. And yes. the other parent is, yeah, they're helpful and they love them and all right. That, but it's not this overwhelming. Yeah. Influence. Yeah. Because there, and you often see that in um, children who walk in the footsteps of a parent or oh, a yeah. grandparent. Yes, and. She was very much attached to her father. Yes. And um, the thing is that he left her at nine years old. He left for another woman. Mm-hmm. So that made an enormous dent on her life. And um, and her mother was just kind of in the periphery, just kind of. But she was definitely more of an Aquarian type of person. She was she worked as a pharmacist, and but she did a lot of, you know, uh, work with help. Humanitarianism, obviously. So, you know, it it was an interesting juxtaposition with those two parents. They were really opposite of each other. And um, it's funny, I had that conversation with my mother one time. I have a full moon in my chart, okay? I had, this was just before my mother died. And I said, well, you know, my dad is on this one side. because My dad was a Pisces, so I am a Pisces, so there you go there. And my moon is in the second house in, in Virgo, but she was a Taurus make sure, you know, the second house business, you know, and she says, you know, I'm really sorry, Eileen, that, you know, you had parents that were so opposite of each other. And I went, <laughs> don't have to apologize. No. I already know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, it's often a very good thing. It is. Very because good. what you get from parents are two things, nurturance yeah. and contrast. Right. Exactly. Nurturance and contrast. Right. And you had it. Yeah, I did have it, you know, and I was amazed that my mother picked up on that fact and she was able to actually verbally state that to me very shortly before she died. And I said, well, it kind of it kind of worked out that way astrologically, kind of what I, you know, kind of who I am. I have opposite people, you know, and so it, it is a fascinating thing to look at parental relationships in charts. Just amazing to watch. Oh, and and yes. when you're reading books about them, you know, like Amy Winehouse, how amazing to see that play out and p- see her going downhill. You don't hate hate to see that, but 
you know, and the and the parents and everything around that and how they were trying to parent her child, their child, who was really resisting them the almost the whole way because she mm-hmm. just really wanted to stay, you know, inebriated pretty much. So what do you do about that? Anyway, okay, um, that's it for us today. We've got to let you go, my darling. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. And it was good to finally see you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Bye. See you soon. You bet. We'll see you in October. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Eileen. Bye Bye for now. Okay. So uh, upcoming events that are coming up, we have the Jupiter Experience Metaphysical Conversation. That's coming up on Tuesday, August. Oh, no, it's not that. It's August. What is that? Oh, 20, it's coming up this Tuesday. <laughs> I just don't remember what the day is. So anyway, and it's at Burr's Restaurant, and we're going to have Aunt Renata Dunkel. She's going to be there. And William Rainin. those are the two people that are going to be talking together. They have a, a, a duo thing that they're doing. It's They've joined forces to be doing this, and she's going to teach us all about how to work with a group, within a group, because basically we're talking about this as an astrological function of the age of Aquarius. We're all used to working by ourselves and achieving things on our own. This is about learning how to work together as a group as we move into a new paradigm. Okay, so if you have any questions about this, and I hope we see some people out there, it's at Burr's Restaurant at 6151 Silicon Boulevard. Southwest in Lakewood, Washington. And my number is 206-816-0546 if you want to get more information on that. Okay. And like I said, it's in Stillicum, Washington, and it starts at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So, and also we have on the horoscope column, which is every week, every Monday, it's updated. And it's at 1150kknw.com. It's a horoscope column. It's, I do this column every single week, and it's a whole lot of fun. Okay, now, uh, if you want to get a hold of Jackie, you can. You can contact her at her email address at jcslevin at gmail.com. And I can be reached at eileengrimes.com or jupiterrisingshow.com. Okay, and next week on the show, how much time we got? Two minutes, I have to talk slower. <laughs> slower. Anyway, um, next week on the show is Mr. Carl Anderson, who is the Bach Flower Remedy Specialist. And then on September 4th, we're really excited to have on for the first time Mr. Alfie Lavoie. He's from Connecticut. He's an amazing astrologer who has developed tons and tons of astrological software. Astrological software is hard to find because it's very proprietary. And it's fairly expensive, and he's done a lot of work with that, and he's been an astrologer for 53 years. Boy, talk about, you know, he knows his stuff. So I talked to him on the phone a couple weeks ago and got him set on the show, and I'm really excited to have him. It's the first time we'll have had him on the show. It'll be really awesome. So anyway, if you want to get a hold of me, you can contact me at EileenGrimes.com, which I just said. If you've got any suggestions or you would like a reading from me, you can do that. I gave the phone number out. And so I think that's it for us. Are we done? Yeah, we can go ahead and start wrapping up now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, goody. Okay, so we're going to be seeing you all next week with Mr. Carl Anderson. And in the meantime, take care of yourself and yours and others. And we will see you right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 